Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 95. Stand-up comedy shows with me in them. Coming up in Detroit, Dallas, and D.C. Also at Comic-Con in San Diego. So check out Nerdist.com for all that info. And check out our snazzy yet typical Facebook fan page at Facebook.com slash Nerdist. This episode is once again generously brought to you by GoToMeeting, collaboration software. Of course it's human nature to want to meet people in person. You want to look in their eyes. You want to shake their hand. You want to make sure they're not carrying concealed weapons. But the nature of work has changed. Our colleagues, our partners, our customers, they're mobile and they're global. That is why GoToMeeting is super easy to use collaboration software. It's not just nice to have, it is a necessity. Uh, you can streamline communication, you can drastically improve productivity, schedule in advance, on the fly, jump on, collaborate on files and documents in real time. Everyone can see your desktop. It's great for product reviews, demos, sales presentations, training sessions, status meetings, anything you want where you need to see another person but you can't be in the same room with them. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial of GoToMeeting. Hold all the meetings you want for one low flat rate. Phone and voice over IP conferencing is included for free. So visit GoToMeeting.com, click Try It Free, enter the promo code NERDIST. And now the Nerdist Podcast episode number 95 with Jerry Ryan. She's awesome. Now entering Nerdist.com. Okay, let's see. How do you sound in your mic? Hello, hello, hello. Oh, nice. Nasal as always. No, you sound good. <laughs> Please, I'm Captain Nasal. <clears throat> it's uh, I, I have a bit of a deviated septum. It affects my speech. Uh, oh, I'm here with Jerry Ryan, but it's just me and Jerry Ryan at the moment. Hi. Hey, Jerry Ryan. <laughs> how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, <laughs> okay. There's normally two guys on the show. One of the guys writes for my show, Web Soup. And he is shooting all he day. He's blowing me off. Yeah. In other words, yes. Awesome. And the other one is also he's just, blowing he, me he, off. He's just late. He's just late. <laughs> so I was like, fuck it. Well, I'm just going to start. I, I, I realize I don't have to wait for them. I don't have to do anything, anything. Jerry. This your is your show, this baby. This is my show. <laughs> I am the master of this domain. This tiny podcast domain. <laughs> It's something, right? It's something. <laughs> it's something, baby. Come on. Come on. I feel you're big. It. You're important. Go with it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we'll yeah, baby. You. Tell me my podcast is huge. <laughs> Tell me my podcast is huge. 
This is the biggest podcast I've ever been it's on. than the microphones that we're speaking into. Oh my God. These are massive. Which are really huge. They're obscenely these large huge, and phallic. Yes. bulbous. Yes. It ain't pretty. Cockheaded <laughs> microphones. Aren't you proud? Come on. This is what we do. This is what we do. It's very exciting to have you on. Thank you. I'm I, happy to be here. I can't, you know, I... Uh, we have a mutual friend, Shane Nickerson, mm-hmm. sort of. Although you say you've never met Shane in person. Yeah, I know him as at Shane Nickerson. <laughs> <laughs> he's I a, Twitter know him. <laughs> no, he's a real person. I know. He's a real person with thoughts with a beautiful and family feelings and kids. And, and, yep. Yeah, Shane Nickerson was a guy that I told you, this guy that uh, he was in a sketch group at Acme with a bunch of my friends years and years ago. And he was just, all, whenever he was on stage, he was one of those guys you could not, he was so funny, you could not stop watching him. And uh, now he produces shows and he writes and I, you know. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's really funny. Yeah, at Shane Nickerson. But there's no K. <laughs> you know, it's just, there's a K, isn't there? Is there? Is it K? I think there's a K. Shit. <laughs> look it up. Grab your phone quick. Look up both. Hey, there's Matt Myra <laughs> strolling in. Oh, look at him. Take your time, babe. Yeah, there he is. Is that him doing the tour gu- tourist thing? Yeah, he looks like a tourist. Slowly? He's got his messenger bag and his fucking He has no idea where he is. Boston has he been here Red Sox cap on. Hey, Matt. Shall we wave? Hi. Hey. Hey, Matt, go in. You have to actually see this. Honest to God, I thought he was a tourist, the way he's walking in. Brilliant. <laughs> he's never seen the building. He's looking around. You know what he was missing? He's missing like a DSLR camera around his yes, neck, a exactly. giant lens. Exactly. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, that was really Is great. Is he that delighted to be anywhere that he walks into every day? Because that was pretty awesome. <laughs> That's Matthew. <laughs> That's Matthew. Everything is new and wondrous. I'm going to warn you before he gets in here. He's a big Star Trek nerd. Oh God! Okay, but I'm not, ready for but it. not I'm in ready. a it's okay. like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you must have at this point, sweetie. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to that. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's been a few years. I've seen a few fans. It's all right. I can handle it. Uh, if I can handle the Klingons speaking the Klingon language and toasting them with the blood wine and the whole nine yards, I can do. Then this. you're going to be is, fine. This is cake. Sweetie. You're going to yeah. you're going to be a okay. <laughs> Uh, how long you said you just had your one year Twitterversary? I did apparently, yeah, yesterday. I think. <gasps> what did you do? No, I celebrated. I made a cake. No, um, but yeah, I, I had all these people tweeting me, "Happy Twitterversary!" Did you? One year. Did you know? No. Hey, yeah. Matt Myra. Hi. Hey, hello. <laughs> Welcome. Just repeat everything you said. It'll be fine. Okay, Matt Myra's a big piece of shit. <laughs> oh, you said that already. Stop. Okay, you just told no. me to repeat. No, no, that's fine. It's God, fine. it gets so old. <laughs> it does every day. Now I would watch baseball if the baseballers wore the, the cap baseballers, that, the cap that you're wearing now, which has like two it. adorable red socks, socks on, on it because they're the red socks. This is the alternate Red Sox uniform. They do the w- from time to time. They will wear this. Oh well, then I take it back. I'm still not going to watch. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Matt's a baseball nerd. I don't understand sports. That's part of our dynamic. <laughs> that's how. <laughs> then he calls me a shithead. It's it very. You catch on very fast, Jared. <laughs> it's good. But a lovable. It's somebody because we we watched you walk into the building and Jerry was like, "I go, there's Matt." She goes, "You mean that tourist?" Have you been <laughs> to this building before? Because you literally were looking around at everything like you've never been here. No, that's uh, how I bide my time. I've waited here many times. <laughs> yeah, Matt's always Matt's usually the first person here. Yeah, <laughs> Matt's usually the first oh, person here. Know. So I like to be non-threatening to security. <laughs> Oh, that guy's not going to hurt anything. <laughs> the guy checking out all the security cameras in the ceiling. He'll be fine. You would have been great a... in the Matrix because no one ever would have suspected you. of. <laughs> That's how I'd look in the Matrix. Having all your virtual guns. I'd project this body on myself in the Matrix. That's what I'd do. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like, you know what? I want to be a little chubby and 
that just not very fast. Actually, it'd be funny if you're, there's no bullet fast. time. If your your image your image in the Matrix, you were like a hundred pounds heavier. You're like, I don't know what it is. I just like to go into the Matrix fatter. <laughs> the Fatrix. I just sit in a wheelchair, a super fast wheelchair that I have tank call up. I like it. Yeah, right. Maybe that little thing on the stairs, the little chair that takes you upstairs. Oh, you don't have to walk upstairs. Those things are cool. Those, those are good. Like the, the thing that the wealthy woman had in Gremlins. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where it's just like it fires her all See? the way up the stairs. Fire. Spoiler awesome. alert. Oh. <laughs> you haven't fucking seen Gremlins by now. You ruined Gremlins for no one. <laughs> I, loved, I loved that movie. It was uh, a good movie. It was. So, uh, Jerry, what is, let's have a little background. Let's have a little background. Oh, I didn't miss much. Good. Background. No, Go. we just started. <laughs> no, we just started. It well, was really all about you looking like a tourist coming in the building. That was the entire like conversation. And she just had her one-year Twitterversary. Oh, congratulations. Thanks so much. Yeah, celebrate. Woo! They grow up so fast. <laughs> right before your eyes. <laughs> I discovered, um, this is one of the situations where one time, several months ago, you retweeted something I said, and I was like... How would Jerry Ryan know what I... Unless she's following me. <laughs> that was one of those fun You're moments where geek. I was like, yes! <laughs> I felt very... Va- you validated me in a Did very, in a very cool way. Comes back to the validation. It's better than the blue check mark. Yes. <laughs> a retweet by Jerry Ryan. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is, that is more of a validation. That, I, the day my account really became verified... Aww. Was the day that uh, Jerry Ryan started Aww. following me? I know, I know. Uh, so what? What's you know? What's sort of your background? Were you were you into nerdy stuff as a kid, or do you like? I was always into science. I wasn't into science fiction and watching that, but I was into the real science. So when I was in school, I was very much into the sort of you know the dissections and things like that in school. And when I was getting ready to go to college, I actually these are my honest to god choices. I had to decide between majoring in theater or majoring in biomedical engineering. And I pick, isn't it amazing? I picked biomedical engineering. I've been this amazing doctor for years. <laughs> secret incredible. doctor. Yeah, I'm thinking of going into acting, though. I don't, just for fun. Just a secret doctor. Yeah, no, I'm so practical that I yeah decided, oh, this is a great idea. Let's do that. It's a much better career choice. Well, I but, mean, you know. <clears throat> you know, I mean, I'm just. I'm going to go out of limb. You probably put, made more money. Let's just say. Acting. <laughs> Let's just say I think it's interesting that a character that you played, a very popular character, would have been the product of biomedical engineering. Yes, that is very true. So in a weird sort of way. It all comes full circle. And now I got to, because of my current job on Body Approved, I got to watch two autopsies. (gasps) Oh, really? Oh, my God, dude. He used to work in a funeral home. I did. You did? Four years, yeah. What'd you do? Uh, Funeral system. I did everything. I I did some touch-ups here and there. You know, you need a little rouge. Bring some color back. And occasionally he would put his hand into a loved one's mouth and make it talk like, I'm not nice. alive. In the back of the head. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Very did you ever nice. do that? No. Why would <laughs> did you ever did make I a, ever do Did you ever that? make a marionette out of someone's nana? Oh, my God. Do you know what's funny is I was thinking, I, I talked about this last night at the, uh, so at the show, but uh, I, I just remembered that there was a there was like four pages in the mortuary school book about how to reattach a severed head. Really? Really? Yeah, and it's literally get go to Home Depot, buy a dowel, sharpen it, stick one in. If that doesn't work, <laughs> well, yeah. juicy fruit. And then it up. <laughs> you could totally oh do it. Oh, my God. So how, what, tell me about your autopsies. Oh, dude. No, seriously. They're amazing, 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 amazing. And I've been wanting to see one since, you know, we, before we filmed the pilot. I've been wanting, I've been waiting, waiting, waiting for the schedule to work out to be able to see it. It was finally just before we wrapped. <clears throat> and I got to see two of them. The first one had already been embalmed. Nice. So it was very weird. It was not a normal autopsy. 
And so the whole time the doctor was like, I hope a fresh body comes in. I hope a fresh body comes in because this is not what you should be seeing for the only one you see and blah, 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 blah. And then just as we were wrapping that one up, um, another body came in that was a drug overdose. Yes. <laughs> I know. It was just horrible to go, yeah, score. <laughs> but it was so fascinating. And I, I mean, not to be counted. It is such an honor to see that. I mean, it really is an honor because and you think about it, it's a human being and it is somebody's loved one. But from a science perspective, it is the most fascinating, amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Everybody should watch one if you have a chance. <laughs> you truly should because and also you learn things, well, how fragile the body is, how amazing and just miraculous the body is and how you got to take care of yourself. These were both young people that I saw. Now, some people would see that. This is all about perspective because some some people would see that and they would be staring into a mirror of mortality and it would freak them out. Okay, well, yeah. How do you, like, so you, but you you were able to see the science of it. Yeah, and I, I will say, as much as I was looking forward to doing this and as into the science of it as I was, when they bring the first body in and you see a face. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, shit, this is, I don't know if I can actually do this because this is a real person. Right. And that's a little tough. And the first one had been embalmed and they'd already had the services for him, but that they had a technicality on the death certificate that the doctor had written down two different causes of death on two different pieces of paperwork. So it didn't match. They didn't because he had fallen in the shower and hit his head. So they didn't know if it was a heart attack that made him fall or if it was the blow to the head. He slipped and that's what killed him. What was it? So. It ended up being a hammer. He actually fell and hit his head. He fell in the shower? He was one of that weird statistic? Uh, he was a weird statistic. I sprained my wrist in the shower like months ago, and it's still but it not healed. Crazy. I but, but, but once you, you, kind, you have to compartmentalize. I mean, and that's what, because you know, my character does this for a living. She's a medical examiner. And so I, I was asking the doctors, how do you do that? I mean, how do you get past the fact that it's a body? Because you have to always keep the respect for the human. But how do you, especially if it's a kid, I mean, how do you just, how do you do it? Yeah. I, that I could not watch. I ever. always thought of it as meat. And they, but literally, just, that's how I got it. And they it. said, you know, you do have to keep the perspective that it's a human, so you're respectful, but you have to be able to compartmentalize to do your job or you couldn't function, especially if it's a kid and it's an emotional kind of thing. Oh, but it's yeah. fascinating. But once the body cavity is opened up and you see the organs, it, it's, it's amazing. And not to be callous, but, you know, I'm also a cook, so an organ is kind of an organ no matter what animal it comes out of. They are all right. kind of recognizable. A kidney's a kidney no matter who it comes out of. It's just a different size and the heart and a liver and, you know. So it's it's fascinating. It was amazing. <laughs> Jerry Ryan showing up to autopsies with a saute pan. <laughs> Come on, guys. This stuff is just going to go to waste. Oh, nice. Come on, you guys. A little olive oil, some sea salt. Oh, God. Apparently macadamia oil is what you should use now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that the new thing? I read that in a book. Well, I'm glad you put a real fact on my fake scenario. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, if you're going to fry up the body and it's human, macadamia oil will cut down the fat. Cut down the saturated fat dramatically. There you go. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've never never seen an autopsy person. I mean, I've seen... You know, I was one of those kids where I would always go to the video store and be like, let's rent Faces of Death. And then you go home and watch it and just cry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, this is the worst thing. This is horrible. I'm not cool and edgy. <laughs> so I don't know if I, you know, I, I guess, uh, I mean, I remember in uh, when I went to college, I did take a kinesiology class and, you know, we would ha- we had sected limbs that were stripped to the muscle. Really? But they, all, but it, but again, it just looked like. It just looked like steak yeah. to me, but uh, except for, you know, like a, like a quarter of an inch around the fingertips, you would see a little bit of, of the fingertip and a little bit of the fingernail. And that's what would kind of yeah. bring it back to reality. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, this is oh, a person that, right. that uh, listened <laughs> right. to music and you know, right. went to Hawaii and, you know, like now here's this piece of them. Right. So it's a little weird. It is a little weird. But do you but but honestly, 
It's gonna be really fun if you're like, you're gonna come back every week, and they're like, oh, here she comes again. Like, I know, God again. I'm just doing a little more research. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's so bad. But no, there's an awesome book about it too. Well, not about that specifically, but it's called Stiff: The Curious mm, Lives of mm-hmm. Human Cadavers. Have you read it? That woman has written so She's many awesome books. She's a genius. But I have this not, woman is amazing. I've not read Stiff you yet, have but I have to it. Read it. I have it. I just haven't read it yet. Ugh. I haven't read her last one about space. I've got that and I haven't gotten to read it yet. But amazing. It's so fascinating. What happens to your body if you've donated your body to whatever, to science? You just sort of Are you say, a donor? I donate did, my body. Did you donate I'm your, an organ donor. Organ. I donate my body. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> Especially after reading that book. You might be laying in a field. I mean, that's one of the ways that they learn forensics is they lay these bodies out in a field and let them rot and study what happens as the body decomposes. And it's like... You know, no, I don't want to do that so much. That I'll pass. Mm-mm. Hey, but that, I'm an organ donor for sure. She, she, she was on Star Trek and Body Approved. <laughs> and it's just, just like it's just rats chewing oh, your nose. Okie dokie, then. Is that Jerry Ryan? <laughs> cool. Do you think I can still get a fingerprint or something? I think I can get a finger. <laughs> yeah, you can. She looks kind of gooey. It might just come right off. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. my my best friend Mike, uh, my best friend Mike Fern and I wrote. We did a series of uh, fake <clears throat> this thing called CPBS. It was a country PBS, like if country music television had a public broadcasting wing. And one of the songs we wrote was called "Death of the King," and it was all about Elvis Presley. But it's all about the processes that happen as the body decomposes. <laughs> oh, and so we did all this research and just like, you know, like why it smells and what cadaverine is yeah. and how the body decomposes yeah. and so. I, I, I saw enough of those videos to sort of like, oh, yeah, okay, I think I, I got, got it. it. I'm good, yeah. Yeah, I think I got it. But it was a lot of those like, yeah, they just drop a pig in a field and see and see what and time lapse it. Yeah. So organ donor, but not, not a body yeah, I donor. Yeah, in the body. No, that's not happening. <laughs> but yeah, happy to save somebody's life with an organ. But yeah, they don't need to be. And, you know, committing or committing, <laughs> committing plastic surgery. <laughs> they cut really your head like off. Committing. They just hack your head off and put it on a table, and then you've got you know maybe five procedures done to your head by oh. some you know students who are studying plastic surgery, <laughs> and then you'll have you know the head will have an eye lift, and the head will have a facelift, and the head will have whatever. It's but just it looks bizarre. great afterwards. <laughs> Actually, exactly. after the plastic surgery, you don't look any better. Just like <laughs> just like in life. Oh. <laughs> after the after the weird after the weird cat lady look. <laughs> That everyone that everyone oh, gets, yeah. that everyone gets around fifty or sixty. Um, but you, so you, lo- you were a science lover, yeah. But oh, you, yeah. you did, you went, you went into theater, and then, so you must have. My guess is, did you go into theater, but then date nerdy guys? Mm, not in college, no, because I was, you know, sororities. I wanted to date the baseball players. So you're like saying, that. so you're saying that but, a guy in a lab coat who walked into sorority who was like. Hello, ladies. I would like to. No, that wasn't so much doing it for me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to hear about mitosis? (laughs) Yeah. No. Chef's coat, though. Chef's coats do it for me. I like those. Really? What about the chef pants? My husband's a chef. Is he? What what is he? Does he he have a restaurant? Not the check. No, not the pants. Was your your husband? We did. We did have a restaurant. We closed it at the beginning of February, but now he's going to open a more casual place because that one was very high end, very you know, sort of formal. What kind of stuff does he do? Well, he's French, so it's good. Oh. Really, really, really good. Sauces, a lot of sauces. No, you know what? His, what? Is, his is much lighter. What his kind is much of French more guy sort of contemporary is this? French, much more creative, but it, it's amazing. Just how how Frenchy food. is your husband? Is he like super? Oh, he's really freaking French. Jerry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't Like he does an interview and they subtitle him and he gets so pissed off every time. But yeah, yeah he's got a really, really thick accent. That's awesome. But it's sexy. I love it. Do you guys go to, do you guys go to France a lot? 
You know what? We don't get to very much. We're actually planning a trip before we start shooting because we just got the pickup order for season two for Body Proof. And so nice. we don't. Yes. So we don't have a start date yet, but as soon as we have that, we're going to try and get back to France before his next restaurant opens, because we haven't been back since our wedding, which was almost four years ago. Oh, man. Because with the restaurant, he couldn't get away, and then I was working, and then I was traveling, and so yeah, so we're very excited to get back finally, because his whole family's there. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. I do like, I do like, I've been to Paris before. Oh, it's amazing. But I want to kind of go to all those outlying regions. I do too. He's from the Loire Valley, and that's where we got married, and it's this tiny little village, and it's just... Oh, my God. It's beautiful. And, I mean, Europe, you know, history in America, something really, really old in America is 200 years old. That's as old as it gets. You're driving through France or Italy or someplace, you know, and it's just like thousands of years old. Oh, this yeah. is a stone farmhouse that has been standing for a thousand years. I mean, it's just amazing. I love that. Yeah, I don't. I think I think as a country, we don't really appreciate. Plus, like when I yeah. watch those antique shows from England and they're like, oh, this plate is from 1623. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, what? Yeah. And then in America, it's like, this Bakelite phone dates back to 1957. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Bakelite was a precursor to plastic. <laughs> it was heavy, but gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, so I was a friend, you know, I was riding around with a guy in a cab, and he was, the cab driver was, we were driving through uh, Boston. Yeah. And he was telling me uh, that when people come over from England, like whenever, whenever people from the West Coast of America come to Boston, they go, Look at how old the buildings wow, are. It's amazing. Yeah. But then whenever, <laughs> whenever anyone farther east, yeah. like from London, comes over, yeah. they go, look how new the buildings yeah. are. Isn't it quaint? Yeah. yeah. You're a Bostonite. I am a Bostonite. Oh, Boston's yeah. great. There's, there are streets in Boston where you can see they'll have, because uh, Boston was uh, almost all landfill. Like they oh, yeah. built Boston by digging out the surrounding area and making the island larger. Mm-hmm. So there are streets you can go down and you can see the architecture changes because the street was being added onto, and it's like it starts in the 1600s and it goes all the way up to like art deco stuff. Oh, that's cool. So, like, you can see each building almost like varying. stratified rock. Yes. Ooh. Very similar. Oh, that's very exciting. <laughs> Where are you from, Jerry Ryan? <laughs> I'm an army brat, so I'm kind of from all over. I was born in Munich, Germany, and then we lived in uh, Kansas, Maryland, Hawaii, Georgia, Texas, and Kentucky by the time I was 11. But what part of Kentucky? El Paso. Oh, oh, Kentucky. El Paso, Texas. Thank El Paso, you. El Paso, Kentucky. Um, Paducah, Kentucky. <laughs> I'm from Dallas, Sorry. Kentucky. Are you? <laughs> no, Paducah, Kentucky. <clears throat> I was born in Louisville. Were you? Yep. There you go. Yep. Louisville, How'd Kentucky. you lose your accent? I never really had one because my family what? moved a lot, too. Oh, okay. I moved a lot, too. He was a pro bowling brat. So how old were you when you were in Louisville? <laughs> I was my first three or four years of my life, and then we oh, moved. Oh, okay. Well, that's how. And, okay. then, and, then, and then I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> okay. Well, see, you still don't have an accent, but you should still have an accent. Well, it's just that my mother is, my mother is from Florida. Oh, okay. And so she was kind of uppity about the, about the Southern accent. I had a horrible, horrific, mutant Southern accent because we lived in, <laughs> oh, bad, like bad. <laughs> and I tend, to, I tend to, like, suck up people's accents in the course of a conversation. Yeah. Even it's really bad, and people think I'm making fun of them, and I'm not. I'm just accidentally starting to talk like them. <laughs> But um, so we lived in, you know, a small town outside Savannah, Georgia, which is that really pronounced southern drawl, very mm-hmm. refined. As very we all learned from Golden Girls, Blake. Right. Where you're just like, and get to the end of the sentence. <laughs> then you moved to El Paso, Texas, and we were there for like six months, and I got a little bit of the Texas twang. And then we moved to western Kentucky, which is this hick, hick, hick accent, and it's very twangy, twangy, twangy. Mm-hmm. So I had this horrible, just mutant, bizarre hybrid of the three, and it was not nice. And I didn't even think I had an accent. I would have swore if you had asked me if I had an accent, I would have thought you were ridiculous. Of course I don't. Until I got to Northwestern and you're trying to do Shakespeare and everybody's making fun of me and laughing. And I was like, right, this is not going to work. What light through yon window breaks? <laughs> I shook my exactly. fifth grade. I got rid of my Boston accent. 
How'd you get rid of it? I, I, well, I just stopped. I was like, I'm going to sound retarded if I, I keep talking like on, that. I recorded myself, and I just sat in my dorm room and played it over and over and over until I trained myself out And then of it, it got to the point where by the time I got to high school, people <laughs> would make fun of me for pronouncing fire correctly. <laughs> fire. Yeah. What are you saying fire for? It's fire. Fire. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> and they didn't, uh, they didn't beat your queer ass for that? <laughs> wicked queer ass. Wicked you queer. Know. Yeah. Hey, you talk wicked queer. <laughs> you say fire, wicked queer. <laughs> Why you, gotta, why you gotta queer up fire like that? That's why are you talking good. like that? That's good. Is that yeah. not bad? That's no, it's not bad. <laughs> That's great. Good. So I can insult people with a Boston accent. Yeah, please. <laughs> That's all people do with Boston accents. So you studied theater. I what did. what kind I of Western? Yeah. But you're but but you obviously like comedy because you're funny. Thanks. I love comedy. I follow you on the Twitter. Do you follow me on yes, the Twitter? You do. Now? Yeah. yeah. We all follow each other on the Twitter. <laughs> you guys were such children of this generation. <laughs> I mean, I try to get my dad online. Forget it. <laughs> Just forget it. Uh, I can't convince my dad to yeah. go online. My dad's on, but only for email and you know his all things. But he's on it all the time. It's what do your par- What does your parents do? My dad. They're both retired, but my dad um, was in the army for twenty eight years, mm-hmm. enlisted, and then. Um, Retired and did, you know, bounced around and like security jobs and things like that until he finally just retired. Did you grow up on bases? Mm, the only time we actually lived on base was in El Paso, Texas and in Germany, I think. I don't think we lived on any. Uh, yeah, no, that's the only time we lived on base. Every, but we were, you know, near military bases every other time. And was your dad still in the army? How, how long ago did he retire? He retired in 80. When did he retire? 82, I think. 83. Okay, so he was already. Because I've just imagined of you, you being uh, a famous television actress. No, he was already out of the army by then. Like I, I feel like he would have gotten some light, some light jabs <laughs> like, from his his army buddies. Yeah. for having a super sexy daughter on television. <laughs> I think there would have been broken limbs had he gotten jabs about his sexy daughter from his underlings. That would not have gone over well. <laughs> okay, so yeah. I don't understand how the army works, but you should not. Sexualize your superior officer's children? Daughter. No. Okay. Not, right. a, not a super good idea, no. <laughs> Did you have brothers and sisters? I have one brother who's a year older. Yeah, we're 12 months apart. Oh, wow. Yeah, 12 months and 20 days apart. Wow. wow. Isn't that crazy? So you were in a crib and your parents were like, let's just keep this going. No, my, my brother was born. My mom was nursing him. Her doctor, her OB in Germany at the time told her, oh, don't worry, you, can't, you don't have to use protection. You can't get pregnant while you're nursing. You can't get pregnant. Oh, but is this a language barrier? <laughs> I mean, you exactly. will get very pregnant. Exactly. My brother's three months old and her milk dries up, and she's like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "Oh, about that. Sorry, yeah, oh. you're pregnant again." I'm sorry for this. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Because <laughs> I must go to my Volvo. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's what they would do. So that's probably a surprise. What they do. I was a surprise. That's adorable. Isn't that adorable? That really is. Yeah. So, how did you was uh, was was Voyager just a like a random? Was it just audition? You know what? Yeah, um, and I'd actually passed on it several times when the audition came around, and I was like, no, 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 because Star Trek is, it, it's, A, it's not something that I'd ever grown up watching, and B, it's notorious for pigeonholing its actors and the actors not really being able to break out of it and do anything else. Unless mm-hmm. you're Patrick Stewart. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but he already I mean, had there a, are a few ex- Patrick a few already had a very course, lengthy exactly. career before that, exactly. and he's a British accent. Yeah, exactly. well, that'll do it. So there are exceptions, of course, but... You know, that was just, that was scary. And then, so I passed on it a few times, and then they kept coming around and kept coming around, and, and the casting director called my agent and said, listen, I th- really think she needs to read this because it's really good. And so my agent called and gave me the whole spiel, and I read the two scenes that they had, and 
the reason that I ultimately went in is because one of the scenes was one of the most beautifully written character scenes that I had ever read at that point. And, and of course, that's the one they ultimately ended up not shooting. <laughs> the other one, which I despised, yeah, was the uh, Harry Kim take off your clothes, you wish to copulate that bullshit scene. <laughs> which I hate to this day. Hated it. I'm with you. But anyway. Um, but based on that one scene, which was, a, which was Seven having her first memories of laughter. And it was just this beautifully written scene. And in that, I saw the potential of what this character could be, of how much growth there was for her. Because, you know, she's starting out not even human. So there's a lot of potential for growth there. Um, not so too I much growth. In. You won't fit into the costume anymore. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> not expansion. Just, yeah. <laughs> and so you yeah, this, this, this beautiful memory scene, and then some executive was like, eh, I can't fuck a memory. We got to make this sexy. Yeah. You're like, oh, come on. Why do you have to take all the art out of it? Why do you have to take all the art out of it? Studio executive. But yes, yeah, so I so I did it, and it was great. I mean, I was it was a wonderful character to play. I was very lucky. That's sort of a gift as an actor to get a character that's got that much rich, yeah. just character work to play, and um, you know, to, it's very fortunate also that it became so iconic. That's not something that you get every day. I mean, you don't. I mean, you don't think of Voyager without thinking of Seven. You just don't like it's. It's like that is that is that sh- she was the defining character on that Thank on that you. show. Thank so you. so you you know uh, as as I've said many times before, and he's even been on the show. But Will Wheaton was my roommate when I was in college, oh, yeah? and so I've been through the whole crazy Star Trek uh, oh, thing, so thing with him. So what was it? What was it like for you? Was it sort of like? Being bitten by a vampire where all of a sudden you're just like, wow, everything just changed really fast. Well, and this weird, Rick, and now I'm in this new weird subculture. Rick Berman, who was, you know, in charge of the franchise at that point when I was brought on, said when I got the job, he said, OK, you're, you're getting on a moving freight train and you have no idea how fast it's moving until you're on it. And that was such an accurate yeah. description because it was really bizarre. Before we'd even started shooting, I had just gotten cast. And I think I had like one initial sort of makeup consultation or something we hadn't had the wardrobe fittings we hadn't long before we started shooting and there was already a fan site you know it was Jesus. just bizarre it's really bizarre and they had my headshots all over it it's like i don't even have copies of those how do you have it <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy but it's it's amazing and, and the you, fans are incredibly passionate and loyal and amazing and so you've been to all the cons i'm sure i've been to a bunch of them and i actually did a couple last year this is the first time that i've done them in a few years because i've got some stalker issues so for security reasons i was sure, able sure, to do sure. them um but yeah, they got an amazing security detail and kept me safe, and I was able to do some. So it's fun. I mean, it's it's you know, it's not a tough audience. You can go up there and fall flat on your face, and they're like, "I love you," which is really nice. I mean, they're very, very enthusiastic and very sweet and very welcoming and very warm and incredibly gracious. <laughs> what if you came on your chair and you were like? And before I go, I just want to say that I don't think Lincoln should have signed the Emancipation Proclamation. <laughs> wait, wait, what? I'm conflicted. Uh, yeah, yes, it's, an, fun. it's an interesting. It is interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you had crazy stalker issues. Yeah, I've got I, like not really, actual stalkers. Not really hard. I mean, you know, like, eh, you know, it's kind of an obsessive fan base, and so there's a couple. I'm sure a couple yeah. of uh, you know couple issues yeah but i'm glad that uh i'm glad that you had the fucking there were probably snipers lined up <laughs> just waiting to pick some guy off yeah it's it's pretty crazy it's pretty crazy but um yeah so they they uh they actually one of the stalkers actually showed up at one of the conventions and they caught her on the way in jesus nice yeah they were amazing those guys crazy. really good care of me. next time you just get in her face and you go i will fucking watch your autopsy <laughs> 
Do you understand? <laughs> I will watch your autopsy. <laughs> And they'll be like, oh, um, oh that? Okay. I'm going to go stalk uh, someone else. <laughs> Somebody less scientifically inclined. Were you, were you slightly disappointed Voyager never got a movie? No. I was a little sedated. Were you? I, I wish I wish. No, I was done. I had, I, when, when I got off that and I was very, very lucky to step right into a David Kelly show. Um, and they, that's when they were shooting, what was that movie that came out next? Nemesis, maybe? Uh, was it Nemesis right after that? I think it was Nemesis. Sure, anyway, one of them. Insurrection. And... and um, no, I'm not sure. No, yeah, it's from Nemesis anyway. was 03. Anyway. Oh, well, anyway, whichever one it was, maybe it was Insurrection. I don't know. Whatever the movie was that they were shooting right then when we wrapped on Voyager. And Paramount, who was the studio handling it, called Rick Berman and said, put Jerry Ryan in the movie. Which is very nice and flattering. And then Rick called and he's like, so you want to be in the movie? And he's like, hmm. <laughs> 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 I just, I just did four years of that cat suit, and I just got on a David Kelly show, which sure. was my one chance to sort of break out of Star Trek, which was still, frankly, after four years of it, a fear, because I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to escape sure. that and do something else. Um, and, you know, you have very little outs in a TV series contract, so I didn't want my first step, once David Kelly said, I'm going to create this role for you, <laughs> to go, hey, could you let me out for a couple <laughs> months to go to the Star Trek thing that I just got out of? Hey, David Kelly, what do you think about my character being part robot? <laughs> well, yeah. listen, I have seen Insurrection, and good job not being in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you get the nerd it's sailing approval. It worked out well, didn't it? It is hard. It's interesting, and I think for a lot of, for a lot of people who listen to the podcast who are performers, and they, do, they can't, it's difficult for them to comprehend the idea of, what do you mean you would turn something down? That at a certain point, you do have to start making choices that well, are a little that seem a little less safe because you want to yeah. prolong your career. Absolutely. And also, and I told him, I said, you know, if there was a reason for this character to appear in the story, mm. then absolutely. If there was a good story reason for her to be there, but she's never interacted with any of the characters in that show. You know, she's <laughs> never met them. It, 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 why would she be? They would just be plugging her in just to plug her in and replacing some. You know, it's just it was just odd. Yeah. So it just it wasn't the right thing to do, I think. And were they like, what? What do you? What do you mean? Well, then he said, well, I mean, he understood. He yeah. didn't like it, but he understood. And then he said, well, do you want to just do a cameo at the wedding? You can just like show up at the wedding. Oh, then <laughs> it was like, it was the wedding of then. the people I've never met. No, I don't. Why? <laughs> if I don't want to be in the movie, why would I want to go to a cameo? Can we put your face on the Enterprise? <laughs> We'll just put it right next to the NCC 1701. E. That was the E? That was E. Yeah. Oh, dude. When I was a kid. Look at you. When I was a kid, my wow. mom dragged me to start. Well, I know Next Generation was D, so I guess that would have been E, right? Well, it was, because D crashed in the planet on, in 7. Which right. planet? Generations. <laughs> oh, wait, hang on. I'll, I'll pull it. I'll pull it. That's impressive. Uh, Viridian Six. You motherfucker! I think it was Viridian Six. How fucking oh, dare no, you? Oh no, no, it was Class M, so it was Viridian Three. It was How Viridian Three. How fucking double dare you? <laughs> How dare you be three Viridians off? I think I you're think, awesome. I think I think that that was it. It was in the Viridian system. I know that. Shut up, you well, fucking queer God, piece of shit! You fucking piece of shit! It was in the Viridian system. I mean, God, guys, it was the Viridian system, but that was bad. <laughs> Who doesn't know that? Well, it's Doctor. not four or five. Well, I just know because Picard and, and Soren were on the I other planet. I don't need to know your anyway, process. Whatever. I don't need Whatever. to know your process. <laughs> One day, we'll, we'll be a blog adorable. post on trekmovie.com. I know it. They'll be like, Jerry Ryan was on The Nerdist, and they talked about Star Trek for five minutes. I did have a back and forth with the guy on trekmovie.com. He was great. <laughs> I love that yeah, website. Yeah, because I, re- I posted... Uh, I posted... Um, Lindelof? 
Yeah, I put. Yeah, he had yeah. a picture when we had Damon Lindelof on. I put. I took a picture from that site. Yeah, and then he wrote me so I could. And then I so I credited him for oh, that. Nice. And he was very nice. Yeah, trickmovie.com. Good people very over big, there. Very big thing. So how? Are, what was your sort before Twitter? How how <laughs> ensconced in the web were you? I, I not. I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't particularly. I would do email, and I would you know, but I was a big reader. So I was. If I was on set, I was stuck with my nose in a book. So you read or a book now. What's that? E-reader or book now? No, I can't. Uh, uh, book. I got to have a book. Part of it is OCD because mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to finish a book and put it on my shelf mm-hmm. and have it As an accomplishment. Yeah, I can't like loan somebody a book and risk not getting it back. So much. I have to buy another one and I will buy them a book and give it to them. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really weird. <laughs> much I'm... like your father earned service ribbons, you <laughs> exactly. read books and put them on a shelf. <laughs> exactly. But I, I made one exception when I got my iPad and was because we shot our first season in um, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. That was a big fucking commute every week. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were going from L.A. Every to Rhode week. Island? Yes. Every oh week. Because my, my family's here. So if I want to see my family, I'm getting my ass on an airplane and I'm flying cross country. It was a lot of flying this year. So, and one of our... Wow, my, what kind of tax breaks are they doing that they're shooting this thing in Rhode seriously, Island? Seriously. <laughs> thank God we just got the, the word that season two is going to be in L.A. And this will be my first job local in two years. My first job since my daughter was born that is actually in town. I don't have to travel for it. That's huge. Oh, wow. But anyway, side note, sorry. Um, uh, Nick Bishop, one of the actors on the show, actually, we were talking about books, and his favorite book is a book called Shantaram, which is like that thick. It's about a thousand and something pages. And so he bought me, and I, you know, I have to have hardcover, too. I don't like paperback. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a freak. Anyway, um, but he bought me this book, which weighs about 10 pounds. And I loved it, and I was so excited, but I was like, yeah, there's no fucking way I'm flying every week with this bag when my bag already, or right. this book when my bag already weighs 50 pounds. So um, that I did, actually, since I already owned the hard copy and could read that when I was on set or in Providence, then I got the, the e-book. Which actually made your iPad a couple pounds heavier. <laughs> exactly. would, you, would you take it to the point exactly. of reading e-books and then buying the books yes. just so you have the badge? No, I, Yes. <laughs> Oh, I'm not kidding. Now I gotta go but, buy and it. And that's the that was my exception because I was traveling so much and because the book was so heavy, I got the ebook because I already had the hard. Can copy. I tell you something? And I, I hope you take this as a compliment. <laughs> I think you might be a nerd. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I, think I might, might be. be a nerd. Yeah. I mean, a biomed- bit, biomedical yeah. engineering, a little bit. Your obsessive book collecting, a little bit. Yeah, the reading. It's true. Your it's autopsy true. thing. Autopsy thing. True. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> You're not the typical girl that uh, comes no. out of a sorority. No. I knew sorority girls. I mm. that, yeah. It's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to hear. Yeah. I, you, <laughs> this, is like a, this is a sorority meeting with all these girls like, and then I went to this date party. It was pirate themed. And then you're like, and then I went to an autopsy. And then just uh, all of the. Dead silence. A yeah. day party. You hear pirate. crickets. You yeah. can just feel the room get sucked up like when someone lets a scrunchie go in midair. <laughs> Which were very popular when I went to college. The scrunchies, I remember. The, the those girls would wear the scrunchies on their hands mm. and then just reach back and like mm-hmm. trick mm-hmm. their hair out. Mm-hmm. And you have like a poster of Dr. Michael Bodden in your room. He's Who, a good at that. He, he does the autopsy show on HBO. I don't know if you ever saw that show. The autopsy show on HBO. There was. Yeah, I did not yeah. know this. It was called uh, Damn. Something of Death, Secrets of Death, or something like that. Really? Yeah. How did I miss He's that? He's a hell of a. Forensic autopsy. Where the hell were you when I needed you? <laughs> Jesus. Probably, Thanks for nothing, probably, man. probably trying to figure out if it was Viridian 3 or 6. That's what I was doing. <laughs> I gotta figure this out. It was literally something called like... It was called... Uh, oh, God. Someone, someone will know it. Dr. Michael Bodden. He's always oh. like the forensic expert they call on like huh. television shows and stuff like that. that Not is, fake television shows. But you could probably you could probably get episodes of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah somewhere. Maybe, maybe on the iTunes. 
I bet you're right. You know, that I'll, thing called I need the internet to know the name or the YouTube's <laughs> must have a ton the of aut- aut- autopsy footage. They got to have something. The YouTube's got to have a ton of autopsy footage. Why? Well, Cuz one day, one day I you was You know that amateur stuff. Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> amateur autopsy stuff. I think they call that murder. <laughs> I think so. I think those yeah. are called snuff films and murder. Yeah, I think it's a little creepy. But I, I was curious one day, like, I wonder if there's childbirth footage on YouTube. Because I'm just curious to know how far, like, what People you can put would, on YouTube. Yeah. Yes, there is. It oh, turns out on. there's tons People, of childbirth. Tons of childbirth. They put it on Whoa. the internet. They're, Publicly they're, let yes. them look at your Wahoo while you're and giving so, birth. Some of them are, some of, like, a lot of them are medical in, in, uh, in, in tone. Oh, yeah. the HBO show was just called Autopsy. HBO's oh, Autopsy. Well, there you so go. There you we, go. we really Thank overcomplicated you. that. I don't know. I, I was trying to give it a better name. World of murderous, deathly dying bodies. <laughs> Shortcuts. Apparently, he was the forensic pathologist for the OJ case, so not that good. Never mind. Oh, whoops. He wasn't that good. Wow, yeah. He, he did gangbusters on that one, didn't he? So what's so how's how's body of proof? Like what's the how's it how's it been and what do you It's been great. We we you know, we've got great ratings for our first season. We're very lucky. We just got the official pickup order a couple days ago, so we're thrilled. Thirteen or twenty two. I'm so happy. Um, I don't order? know. We don't know yet. It's probably gonna I'm be waiting a full to hear order. that. I'm hoping I'll just, it's a full order. That I'll let great. you know. It's a full order. Would you? Thanks. Yeah, Thanks. No, go ahead. Awesome. You're good. Matt runs a network in his spare time. <laughs> exactly. You wouldn't know it to look at him. He's a renaissance man. <laughs> yeah, he really Between is. Between Star Trek and touristing around places touristing, I live. Touristing, exactly. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Sorry, guys. I just canceled the voice <laughs> 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 on my phone. Did that last week. <laughs> now, that is one of those shows where I was like... Good wonder, concept, right? I wonder if people are going to watch that or not. And then, boom. Yeah, it exploded. We were up against that, actually. Really? Fuckers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's got to be two different audiences, right? I would oh, imagine, yeah, because our ratings weren't that impacted. So that's pretty awesome. I mean, it's so it's so exciting to, it's just so exciting to know and be validated by the fact that uh, hey, I can work on other stuff, and I can't. There can be seriously? other hit shows. No, seriously, yeah, it's true. I mean, did you know when you when you were studying theater? Did you was was television film? Did you know you wanted to go into that type of entertainment, or did you want to do theater, or what did you want? Well, I, I mean, my, all my experience have been theater because obviously living in Paducah, Kentucky, you're not going to have a lot of TV and movie options. Um, so I was big in community theater and <laughs> things like that. Except to be hillbilly extras in like Justified, right? And I love theater. I loved it, but yeah, I want, I knew I wanted to try this, um, and so I moved out right after we graduated from college, and I was I was very lucky. That's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> Been... I like it. It's fun. <laughs> it doesn't suck. It pays the bills. It pays the bills all right. Now you got kids. I do. You got a half French kid. I do. Half French kid. <laughs> I have a 16-year-old son, and I have a three-year-old daughter. No. What? driving it. Uh, yeah. I was young, but I got him. You had He's to have amazing. been tiny. I was 26 when I had him. 27, I guess, by the time he was born, but yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, Jerry oh, Ryan. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> you look fantastic. Thanks, baby. It's like Gilmore Girls. They're best Perception friends. Perception is everything. <laughs> you look fantastic. <laughs> I, but I love the perception of age now. I think we all have this idea in our... We're, we're still trying to shake off this idea in our heads that our... Because that I'm not that much younger than you are. That we have that we have fucker. He had to bring it up. He had yeah. to get it in there. I'm, I'm not, not that much younger. Listen. Guys, I am much younger than all of <laughs> yeah. you. Now Matthew is. Matthew's 26. 27? 27. You are? Yeah. Do I look really old? It's the gray hair, isn't it? You look 54. I feel <laughs> 83. You don't look 54. <laughs> um, but there's You're this perce- there's this perception of age because our, the generation before us didn't really like they were they were sort of the first generation that kind of got an adolescence yeah and the, and the generation before that's them true. got no adolescence yeah. whatsoever true. you know my my great-grandparents 
You know, my great grandmother, who was an Italian immigrant, uh, was married at 13, 14. Oh, my God. Um, you know, my, 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 I mean, my great grandfather was only a few years older. Like, they weren't, it right. wasn't like he was. <laughs> oh, even, even my. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't like a mob boss who was like, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, I've even my, uh, my parents, yeah. my mom was 17, my dad was 18. Seriously? When, uh, yeah, when my sister was born. Wow. Oh, yeah. My, they just celebrated their 40th wedding anniversary, my parents. Oh, Holy so, shit. They've been together. Very good uh, yeah, good for them. Wow. It's not as exciting as a Twitterversary, but. Uh, well, you know, no, nothing is really. No. But, you know, we have this. <laughs> Like we're not, um, I don't know. No, it's not. Age is not the for, same for, as it 40's was. Forty's not. Forty's yeah. not old anymore. Like forty's right. not. Oh my god! You, right. It's time to. It still sucks to turn forty. <laughs> there was nothing fun about turning forty. I never. That was ass. But I never. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but it's all in your head because yeah, it is because. You look, fan- you look fantastic Thank and you're you. working and pe- right. like, you know, you, my guess is that you, you know, you might've been at a better point when you were in turn 40 than when you turned 20. Right. But for oh, some, absolutely. but for some reason, you know, there's still this sort of weird, we we're carrying this emotional baggage from our parents' yeah. generation, yeah. Uh, which is just not, which is just not true anymore. Yeah. Which is good. We'll keep telling ourselves that. <laughs> Oh my god. Jerry, it's okay. <laughs> don't slit your wrist, Jerry. Really, it's okay. <laughs> Just autopsy me. With that doll key that you're holding. Anyway, um, yeah. The doll key. I mean, listen, I, I, you know, I, I still see... But the perception is different for men than for oh, women, I, too. Oh, you know what? You're and absolutely... And especially in this yeah. industry. Yeah. And what sucks... Here's what really pisses me off about being an actress in Hollywood. When I started doing this... And I suspect, well, I suspect it's less common now because of the internet. But when I was started, when I first moved out to L.A., everybody lied about their age. They just did. Yeah. Well, at that point, all the roles were for mid-30s. So, and I was just out of college. I was 22, and I just got out here, and I was like, well, shit, I better lie up because I'm too young. I'm not getting any of these jobs. (laughs) So I tried on, like, two auditions to say that I was, you know, 25 or whatever. And then somebody asked me what year I graduated, and I went, I, 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 and I totally had a brain freeze and couldn't remember. So I was like, fuck it, it's too hard. I can't lie about my age. I got too many other things to worry about. But so everybody just assumes that you have lied about your age. So they're just going to, you say, oh, yeah, I'm 40, whatever. And they're like, oh, attack on five years. Because obviously they're lying. <laughs> that pisses me off. I'm like, come on. 53-year-old Jerry Ryan. Exactly. Is- no, I'm- God, she looks good for 75. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I didn't. I didn't have the... Mental capacity, apparently, to lie about my age. Just too much to keep track of. You uh, could have. You could have just been like, oh, I'm like the Doogie Hauser of Northwestern. I finished <laughs> when I was 14. Exactly. So you, you look fantastic. Is Fancy, there an exercise regime? Sweet. Is there a diet? Uh, I, uh, I want to yeah, know. I'm married the... to a French chef. What okay, kind of diet right. do you think there is? <laughs> no, I, I chase a toddler. That's basically my exercise regime. I mean, you guys must eat escargot for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? <laughs> That's all the French people eat. Es- escargot on bag- snails and baguettes. Yeah, pretty much. That's all. <laughs> Snails on baguettes Let's would be an awesome name for a, a restaurant or a band. The new restaurant, the new restaurant, Snails on baguettes. Snails on baguettes is good. I can remember that. You can one. have that for free. Can it, really? That is a gift. You're awesome. Well, I want you to be happy. You're a giver. I want you to be happy. You are a giver. I'm a name giver. Yep, I'm a name giver. <laughs> this is so exciting. So exciting. So how uh, how old is your child? She's your three. Child? Three years old. Yeah, she just turned three. She's amazing. Amazing, 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 amazing. It's so much fun. So you've already been through the parenting thing, so it's not, it wasn't a, you know, like you were already, this was old hat to you. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. But, you know, it, it's different having a boy and having a girl, but it's, they're both incredible kids and I'm incredibly lucky and they're both 
soup. But yeah, I, how good was that planning? A toddler and a teenager <laughs> at the same time. Yes, Are but you fucking kidding me? I know, but in two years he'll be eighteen, and then he'll be out of the house, and <laughs> you know, like no, but they're I'm I'm very lucky because they both are awesome. Will uh, your daughter speak French? She does. Oh, she's she actually, already smarter she's than us. Trilingual. She speaks French, English, and Spanish. Good lord! I, there are very few things that are cuter than a toddler speaking French. Thank you. <laughs> uh, any foreign language. I just yeah. think these kids must be brilliant. Doesn't matter that anyone else around them speaks that language. Just hearing a child speak a foreign language. Oh, I'm telling I just you, think is adorable. I the same thing when I when I look at Chinese people. I'm like, you guys are smart. Chinese is a hard <laughs> right. language, right? But even just to see like just like a little kid be like. Désolé, mama. You're like, she's oh, so cute. Oh, oh my God. but she's so smart because she can figure out. Because we've got you know some French friends and we've got some American friends who don't. You want to keep them languages. separate, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't, <laughs> not they together. Don't mix. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, but like at her birthday party, and we had a bunch of our friends over there too. And she knows she's going through and greeting everybody, and she knows what language to greet everybody in. Holy she like keeps shit. that straight in her head. So it's bonjour to you, and it's you know Good salut. Lord. And <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. It's really fun. Wow. But I will say, I'm a little scared about her and my husband speaking, talking smack about me. <laughs> Because it's already kind of starting, because she'll start giving me like these little sly looks with a little grin and say something to Papa in French. Yeah, so it's already starting. And French is so throaty when you're an American, it, you, it always just sounds like French people are insulting you, no matter what they're saying. <laughs> what? What did I do? What did I do? You're insulting me. I can no, tell you're insulting no, me. No, no, no. What's your husband's name? Is it super French? Christophe. Fr- oh, Christophe. Of course. <laughs> Christophe. Emmy. Christophe. Christophe Paul Gaston. Emmy. Gaston. Oh, Emmy. Yeah. It's got a He's amazing. It's wonderful. I'm very lucky. How did you guys meet? Um, my best friend. Who? Uh, well, I. Okay. Here's another geeky thing about me. I was cooking on Sundays in a restaurant in LA just for fun <laughs> when I was on Boston Public. Wow. And um, so every Sunday I was working in this restaurant kitchen, and my friend who I met then was in culinary school at the time, and we met in the kitchen, and she. So I was breaking up. From a long-term relationship, and she said, "You got to meet the chef of Orangerie. He's hot. He was the executive chef at a restaurant that used to be here called Orangerie at the time." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah, she and her husband took me to this charity dinner specifically to introduce me to him, and the rest is history. He was there in his little chef's coat. Bonjour, Jerry Ryan. Uh, I would like to put a baby in you. <laughs> oh, yeah, did did you open with that? My best friend's favorite. Like my my favorite. Her favorite story about Christophe. To this day, she loves us and she tells everyone. When we met and we, you know, when she was with me and we went out a few times, the first few times I was meeting Christoph and we went to his apartment, we were having a drink or whatever. And he said, so what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm an actress. And he's like, yeah, like everybody. <laughs> he had no idea. No idea who I was. And she just thinks that is the most brilliant. That's probably the reason I fell in love with him. She thinks that's the most brilliant thing ever, ever, ever. Isn't everyone? That's like that, it's like that scene in Notting Hill where, where he, she, she takes her to meet of his friends he's like well like you're you know but you're an actor sure but ballpark how much did you make for your last movie and she's like 15 million dollars because the guy didn't realize that she was this super famous super famous actress but i think i think that's charming to say like if you're if you're used to people slobbering all over you like it's great yeah that's nice that had a lot of appeal so um, what? Uh, what? when is this new restaurant opening you don't do you know we don't know yet he's still looking for spaces and trying to get everything finalized but as soon as I know, I will let you know. Will I would like to come to the And opening? you will get your sorry ass in that restaurant on a weekly basis, at least. I will, and I'll tweet about <laughs> it. I, I love the fact that you... Now, this is what's exciting to me, is that you're on a show. You're on a show. You're on a show. And you decide that you're passionate about cooking, so you just decide to go start cooking on Sundays. 
So was few people just do yeah, that. Yeah, and I was—I mean, I was lucky that I, there was a situation that I was able to do that. It was a restaurant that I was a regular at, and I became friends with the chef. And she said, "Well, come on, on Sundays," because they did a family-style three-course meal on Sundays. It wasn't the regular menu, so they did one vegetarian dish, one meat, and one fish. Are you vegetarian? No. Oh, good. God, no. Good. She God, talked about no, my kidneys being kidneys. Thank of course, you. she. Is oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> So, I mean, I like I like vegetarians, but I always just feel like, do I need to be a vegetarian? No. Should I be a vegetarian? God, no. Okay. Come on. No. No, life's too short. All right. <laughs> but yeah, so it was fun. And that was the most, God, that was the most adrenaline-filled, just incredible thing to do was cooking. And I was behind this. By the, I mean, when I started out, I would just go in and I'd go to the farmer's market with her in the morning and shop, and then I would prep all day, and then I'd go home and get my family and come to dinner. And then one night they were short-staffed, and they didn't have somebody to help them that night for a party, so I stayed, and I helped them like plate salads and desserts for this, for this party that came in. And then I started, I was there every week, every day, all day, and I would cook. I was doing the vegetarian entree, because that's the one thing I couldn't screw up. <laughs> I couldn't do meat, couldn't do fish, but I could do the vegetarian entree. Sure. And so I was behind the stove, behind the line. That's exactly how I started at the funeral home. You were sa- plating no, salads? I was hanging around. <laughs> plating the salads and No, desserts. I was just hanging around doing stuff. And they're like, why don't you just I was plating fingers work. and then someone was like, you well, why don't you just... You were hanging out at the funeral home for hanging fun because it was a passion? No, my best friends in high school, their family ran the funeral oh. home. So I would go hang out and they'd have to go do work and I would just start pushing caskets around with them and they'd be like, you know, why don't you just work? Yeah, go and I was like, all right. That's, That's fantastic. Cool. I-, I love that there might have been a moment... Where someone would see you in the kitchen and be like, oh my God, Jerry Ryan's working in a restaurant now. She better not screw up my order. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. I, feel. I want a real chef. I've had to return this salad <laughs> seven <laughs> of the last nine times I've been here. Come seven on. of the last <laughs> Come on. Come on, you that guys. Took me. That took me a Come while. Come on, you guys. Nerd good. joke. Nerd joke, anybody? Nerd joke. <laughs> Unbelievable. That was uh, very smooth. I liked it. Just slip that right in. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I am so excited to have you on the show. We're Thanks. almost we're almost out of time. The the show's about an hour, and we're almost there. Is it where? So you're on you're on Twitter as at Jerry Ryan at Jerry L Ryan at, at Jerry L Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how did I not know you're on Twitter? God, I'm. You know, it's surprising to me that anyone even utters that phrase anymore. <laughs> I know that. I know you. Are you on Twitter too? Oh, I'll have to find you on Twitter. I I just started following you. Oh, I'll follow you back. Oh, at, Matt, at Matt Myra. Just don't suck. M A T T M I R. No, Matt's funny. I'm very good Twitter. That's funny. Who are you following that you like besides Shane Nickerson? Casey. Most of these people I found through Shane, actually. But Casey. Do you follow Casey? She's amazing. No. Casey, who? You don't follow Casey. Oh my God, you guys. I don't know how you pronounce her last name. St. Ange, maybe? It's O N G. She's hilariously funny, absolutely charming, and just came out with. I can plug her book. She just came out with a young adult novel called Jane Jones. Worst vampire ever. Awesome. Oh, that About a girl good. who's blood intolerant. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> She's a genius. But, and I actually met her. This is my first Twitter person, Twitter friend that I actually met in real life. I had gone to New York to work on something, and she happened to say, oh, I'm going to be in town. And I said, oh, my, that's it. I have to meet you in person. And we got together, and then the next day, her husband and their two kids came. We had lunch. Uh, they're absolutely lovely. She and her husband. I really think. Debenham. I follow him, too. Twitter, <laughs> Twitter has been such a great. And then I told you about Kelly Oxford, who's a, who's, yeah. who's very who's very fun to follow. And Super Sally Ryan, do you follow Super Sally Ryan? No, it's another Shane Nickerson recommendation. You don't listen to his recommendations, do you? <sighs> you call yourself a friend and a follower. Guilty as charged. <laughs> now, there's guy. a whole bunch of them that are just amazing. That whole group, you get in with that little group, and they're just brilliant, funny, funny, fun, cool people. I like. Uh, do you follow Peter Serafinowicz? Is very funny. Oh, Sarah Finowitz is hilarious. All right. All right. 
Um, Drunk Hulk is fun. Drunk Hulk. Yeah, he Drunk Hulk is funny. He just tweets in all caps. That's awesome. Goddamn Batman's pretty funny. It was as funny as well. <laughs> Goddamn Batman. Um, who else am I following? Is, I, 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 there's a bunch of people. Oh, yeah, there's a uh, lot of really Rob Hubel's really funny. Yeah. You follow Rob Hubel? No. Rob Hubel. Eli Braden's really funny on Twitter. Eli Braden's funny too. Okay, I can't get too many more people to follow. So, I'm sorry. already on this thing like 24 hours a day. It's really scary. <laughs> My husband's fairly convinced it's a cult. <laughs> I have a, you I have a, wrong. I have a soft cap of 200. I like to just follow Boy. about 200. I'm at 325. That's Are your, you? That's your yeah. cap. I think I'm at like 270 something. So I'm, I'm at 196. Now 197 with Jerry. Thank mm-hmm. you. So, oh, you, you just now, made it in this. under the wire. I want to see what kind of fan you are. Yeah, had you been at 200 at your cap, would you still have followed me? I would have unfollowed someone for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> That's fair, though. I would, I would totally take that. I can just talk to you in person. I don't exactly. need to see you on Twitter. You're right. Twitter. You're right. I can just tell, I'll call you and tell you my tweets yeah, every time. Hipstomatic photo of a salad I'm eating. Like, I'll just call that it and describe. <laughs> that would be very funny. And I might start doing that to Jonah. I think you should. I love it. I'm sorry Jonah couldn't be here. He's, uh, He's the yeah, other third. whatever. But can I tell you something? We had a lot of fucking fun without Jonah it today. We didn't need fun. him today. Am I right, Matthew? You guys are awesome. Yeah. Jonah, it's nice of you to show up. Thanks, oh, thank man. you. I'm Jonah sorry I was late. Jonah. Slash on time. You guys were early. <laughs> we were a little bit. It was a couple minutes. I told Matt twelve thirty, so that was my fault. But you did. You were on. Te- you were actually five minutes early for what I told you. Yeah, see that people. <laughs> so it actually it actually worked out pretty well. But I would love to have you on another time I and catch up with you. Come back because you're a goddamn delight, Jerry oh, Ryan. Back this was you, fantastic. Thanks, love it. it was fun. And then uh, and someday we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll all go out for a, uh, a how you say a French coffee. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's the best French I go with. French coffee. I just called it French coffee. Yeah, you oh, did. you say? <laughs> I was the like French. I just, I just, I just worked on something, and the cinematographer was Italian, named this guy named Luca, and he was just so nice. And Luca, he was just so Italian. nice. So we would just behind his back, we would envision that he would say these horrible things. But having someone in an, in an accent say horrible things while they're searching for the words, like, <laughs> eh, eh, so, uh, and my girlfriend and I uh, went to a picnic and. Uh, I, uh, how you say, uh, uh, shit on her, uh, <laughs> on her, uh, uh, como se dice, uh, butthole. You are a that, sick, uh, sick uh, puppy, my are friend. You say uh, Cleveland Steamer, right? <laughs> Cleveland, you call it Cleveland uh, Steamer. Cleveland Steamer. <laughs> Say how you say? How you say? How you say? A, a Roman shower? How you say? I puke on her. A, a, a Martian tan is when somebody oh have a baby God. on your face. Oh you know, it, uh, it didn't run off. You eat the placenta lid. Oh Jesus! All right. <laughs> okay. No, I went too far again. Now we need to end the show. I went too far. Again. One step beyond. <laughs> I went too far again. I'm sorry. No, we were doing so well. Now we've totally scared Jerry <laughs> Ryan away from That's ever fine. coming back. <laughs> Not gonna follow uh, me on Twitter now because I, I said I will still follow. Yeah. Eating the placenta, that's a little weird, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with you. <laughs> they do it. People do it. People Hippies do, do, do it. it. You know, yeah, I they do. do. They or they do. plant a tree on it or something. No, they do. We showed a video on Web Soup where a, uh, they fry it up on a barbecue, uh. and and everyone's eating it and making these faces. That they're clearly more into the ideal of it yeah. than yeah. the actual. Because you can see their faces, oh, but then they're God, like, "This is great," but it's not great because <laughs> it's an awful thing to do. That no. is not okay. No. Yeah, no, uh-uh. absolutely uh-huh. not. No one's okay. ever, not nothing does that. Is there an animal eating. that does that in the universe? No, right? Yeah, they do. Don't they all? Don't kind of cats do? Don't oh, they? cats eat. Oh, never mind. Forget well, they, yeah. that, that's probably just to like clean up the to clean you know, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. may not like. <laughs> they also eat their own throw up too. They have. Right. They have 
litters of kittens is so they get that wonderful snack after. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah I'm pretty sure I'm it's just hungry. to clean up. Fuck me. <laughs> Let me go have some kittens. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a vending machine at this point. I'm just a weird vending machine. My body will produce all oh sorts God. of treats and delights. Awesome. Oh, so boring to be a dude. It really is. It really is. It really is. Yeah, Nothing. look what the fun you miss out on. God, yeah. Well, uh, hey, Jerry Ryan, we normally end the show with our catchphrase, enjoy your burrito. Would you mind telling people to enjoy their burrito? I'd love to. Hey, everybody, enjoy your burrito. Oh, it's so much better when you say it. <laughs> I might. We might just have to pluck that out. Yeah, and then use it uh, later. No, then we'll seem like a goddamn radio show. <laughs> hey, everybody, I've got all these crazy drops of drop. You should try that from now on, that what? voice. What? Just exactly that voice. Hey, Jerry Ryan's here. Let's do it. Hey, Welcome to... No, that was almost Jerry Lewis, actually. <laughs> this is the Johnny Z and the Dickhead Show. <laughs> hey, Dickhead here. <laughs> hey, Dickhead, uh, you're going to be out there at uh, Peppers and Irvine, right? Sure as fuck am. Oh, I can't say fuck. Radio. <laughs> hey, Dickhead, we just got canceled. God damn it, rightfully, rightfully so. <laughs> dickhead, I'm, I'm fucking your wife. Oh, my God. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. You guys are utterly deranged. Okay, here we go. (laughs) I'm just trying to make the ending as awkward as possible. (laughs) So I'm I'm making a lot of weird mouth noise. (laughs) Nice. That's really, really nice. Dude, that's creepy. <laughs> that's really fucking creepy. All right, autopsy lady. <laughs> Sorry, it's not a person being cut open. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Amplified mouth noise. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Not okay. The end. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Today's mobile world makes easy-to-use collaboration software more than nice to have. It is a necessity. For your free 30-day trial, visit gotomeeting.com, promo code NERDIST. Once upon a beat, remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family Podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.